This is Drew Chaplin. Champlin. Champlin. Just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. This is Drew Champlin. He runs a jujitsu ca- academy, Champlin Jiu-Jitsu, off of uh, Benford, right? Yeah, 71st in Benford. Yeah. Uh, he's been doing that now for about a year. We've been training together, feels like seven years, maybe ten. Probably like, yeah, solid eight. Maybe. Solid eight, yeah, and then yeah. I took five years off, so three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going back. Uh, but, now, but now he's uh, coaching my kids, so. Yeah, uh, both of them. Um, Super excited about it. I was I was there the month before he made the decision to quit his very steady, very safe nine to five and open his own business. Uh, and I was there the night he signed the or he called me the night he signed the contract. And I think it's a great story. So let's get into it. Awesome. So thanks for having me, dude. I'm fucking pumped. So you want to? Uh, uh, that just, answers my first question. We can curse. So all right. Uh, yeah. All right. So one of my buddies <laughs> sent me a. Uh, one of my buddies sent me like a screenshot and was like, I have to update my settings because of your dirty mouth. <laughs> so I didn't realize that I was cussing in these podcasts though. <laughs> so Dude, you don't like, I just, I just, I just do it sometimes. Yeah. You know, like I'll be coaching jujitsu and realize like, I just let three F bombs go. And <laughs> you know, sometimes you see it on people's faces. Never with kids though. No, never. N- never. Uh, but, uh, so why don't you give everyone sort of your backstory and then we'll get into why you decided decided to start your own gym and what that looked like. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it just kind of makes sense to start with like what got me to jujitsu. Yeah. Then, um, you know, so I started jujitsu. I was a little, you know, I mean, I guess now would be, would be considered older, you know, like I had never done any grappling, any martial arts, wrestling, anything like that. And then I was like, about 24, probably 24 years old, um, I'd gotten really into weightlifting. I was like at going to IUPUI and I initially had been studying political science and I got so into like weightlifting that I switched to exercise science. And um, around this time, I coincidentally just kind of became like a UFC fan. You know, I just, I would watch the events with my friends, we'd bet on them and all that. And then, you know, through um, some courses at IUPUI I met a dude that was like an amateur fighter and he just kind of talked me into coming into his gym and then I showed up and he wasn't even there so it was kind of weird I almost left when I like got there and was like dude where is he like and um but I just from like night one was just absolutely hooked and just you know I mean I think I signed up my first night you know and And that was with 10th planet yes yeah, yeah yeah and when I initially got into it um like I said I was into MMA it's like I I didn't have some like dream of becoming like a cage fighter, but I wanted to train kickboxing. I wanted to train jujitsu. I wanted to do MMA classes. And um, after about six months of kind of doing all of it, I just decided to just throw all my chips into jujitsu. Um, I found that I had a little more natural talent for it. I think for like boxing, kickboxing, like really reflex based sports, you kind of want to get into that like as early in life as possible if, if you're really going to go somewhere with it. And I realized like, okay, like, so I suck at boxing, kickboxing, but like I'm picking up this jujitsu thing. So at the six month mark, I just went all in on that. And um, it kind of took off from there, you know, like uh, early on, um, you know, leading into jujitsu, I got, I was really into like weightlifting, powerlifting. And when I started jujitsu, I was like 180 pounds and a lot stronger than I am now. Aren't you like 130 now? I'm like 140. So yeah, I was like 180 pounds and, um, you know, not all of it was muscle, but you know, like a a lot of it was like, I was, I was pretty strong at the time and I got 
you know, into jujitsu and just started like losing weight. And I realized like, I can't sustain like, you know, powerlifting six days a week with, uh, you know, with, with trying to grapple all the time. And so my first six months, it was like, it was really painful. I was, <laughs> I was just getting wrecked in the gym and then I had all these weightlifting injuries and then somebody would like, you know, get me in a guillotine choke and my neck would pop and I'd have to take time off. But around that six month mark, when I just decided like, okay, like I just, I'm going to cut the weightlifting like in half, I'm going to stop kickboxing altogether. And I'm just going to go all in on jujitsu. You know, I went from doing jujitsu maybe two times a week to within, you know, no time doing it five to six days a week. And, um, that's when it really sort of, you know, took over my life more or less. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you, uh, probably started going to two gyms at the same yeah, time. Yeah. And that which is also what I was about to say is probably when I met you, I remember when you came in, I had been at it for a little while, but I was definitely still like, you know, kind of a beginner, maybe like just getting to like the intermediate level. Yeah. Um, and you know, initially when I started jujitsu, my first probably nine months were like purely no gi, um, other than maybe going to some like open mats and throwing a gi on, you know, I think I owned a gi pretty early on, but I didn't really train in it. And, you know, the gym I was at only had jujitsu classes like four days a week at the time. Um, and so I wanted to do jujitsu like six days a week. I was in college. I had a lot of free time, you know, like there were days where I could train at noon and at night. So I ended up joining a second gym. Um, so like with no job, you know, like I'm in college, like I don't, like maybe I would have a part-time job here and there, but a lot of the time, like no job, um, I was somehow supporting two, two memberships. Um, and it really just kind of became like the only thing I, I wanted to do. And, uh, you know, so like as the, the years start to go on there, I think I was, let's see. So probably two at white, two at blue. So I was probably like four years into jujitsu. Um, when I started teaching, yeah, which like, you know, pretty early on, um, not unheard of, you know, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be the first to do that. Not back but, then. Yeah. Especially not back then. It was, uh, yeah. that scandal was, had to have been seven years ago when the, uh, Gracie online came out and they gave those kids those blue belts and uh, they opened yeah. up their own school out in like North Carolina. I wonder so. what happened to them, but they're still on it. I hope that yeah. is successful. Yeah, That'd be probably. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I got into teaching, like, you know, I was probably, so this would have been six years ago, I think, something like that. I got into teaching and I got like, my first uh, teaching position was like, I had a Tuesday night, a Thursday night, and a Saturday noon class. And I did that teaching role for like the next three years. And um, it's funny, a few of the students I picked up in that time are with me today at the new gym, mm -hmm. but like. You know, which is actually a pretty good conversion rate because that program never had more than a few members. Like it was, it was tiny. It was a part-time program that was a part of like another gym. You know, it was, it was part of the the Tenth Planet Gym or Circle yeah. City, and um, you know, it was just I was a purple belt teaching. I think I was like a four stripe blue belt getting my purple belt when I started. So, I think because of that, and because it wasn't like a a daily program, like it just wasn't able to take off. Yeah, um, but it got me three years of teaching experience and, um, you know, it, it helped me stay like really, really engaged in jujitsu. And I think that the best part about that gym, you know, it was a uh, 10th planet in Indianapolis, which was run by Jay Watkins. He just opened up a new location in Indianapolis. Yeah, um, but I think the best part about that was you guys were all so hungry for knowledge. Like, like 
every single person there was still not a black belt yet when you were coming up and they were still just yeah, eager yeah. to learn. And yeah. I think there's something special about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, like I, I, you know, I'm happy with like the, the journey I took. It is kind of funny when I look back and think like, well, like I didn't, you know, like, like we were like beginners and intermediates really just trying to, you know, figure it out. Watching um, Eddie Bravo.com yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then, um, you know, and really like, you know, like, like I said, I was like a purple belt teaching. And so I was teaching three days a week mm-hmm. and then probably three other days a week. I was either like, uh, I was probably at an open mat one day and then maybe I'd catch two classes, you know, on two other days where I would actually be a student. But from like the four year mark and on, I taught the majority of the classes that I was in. Right. And mm-hmm. then by the time I got, you know, so I had the three day a week gig, um, you know, another year, year and a half later, maybe I started teaching at Stockman's. Um, who's my coach and you know there i got one night a week and sometimes two nights a week so before i got my brown belt i was i was pretty much the teacher in the vast majority of the sessions that i was in um you know okay so it's kind of like you know it's different up like a little bit of a different upbringing i guess you know like i wasn't always in the student role yeah Um, but so that pushed you know i had to find a way to learn it's a lot so stockman's really good too yeah like really (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, no doubt i've never i don't think i've I've ever won a round or a minute against him it it makes me like really happy to see somebody that's 49 years old and that can still just beat so much ass because i'm 36 so I, i plan on doing this past that age and uh so whenever i always root for like the older guys who can still jump into open mats and just tear people up you know yeah. like, i'm like okay like that's that's the guy i want to be right yeah you know while the business is going good i don't foresee an early retirement <laughs> that would yeah you'd have to have a really good financial yeah, advisor yeah yeah, yeah yeah um do you uh do you foresee um at what point in time in your journey did you go up that full-time job? That was a really good job. Oh, okay. So, man, so when I started jiu-jitsu, I was in college. And then, you know, like what happened was, like I said, I started training like six days a week. Yeah. And, then, you know, I, I was in college for exercise science, so I was kind of on track to be like a strength coach or a personal trainer. Yep. And the new strength coach, the new personal trainer, like they coach the shitty hours, right? Like they got a coach at 7 p.m. every night, you know, you're working with whether it's people getting in shape or it's high school athletes, whatever, you know, they're all their hours are during like primetime jujitsu hours. So I was mm-hmm. having this like crisis, you know, in my head as like a senior in college where I'm just like, Oh my God, like I'm going to, I'm going to graduate and then I'm not going to be able to train every day. I'm going to have to go like work, like, <laughs> like how am I going to make this happen? And, um, I, I kind of just got like super, super lucky. And I had, I had been working part time, like in the summers and on like winter break and stuff for this uh, company in Westfield it was a manufacturing company. They made seatbelts basically. And I had a part time job in their quality lab, just like pushing buttons, you know, like there was no real long term, you know, outlook in it. It was just like a sweet part time job. And like the week I graduated college and I'm like freaking out thinking like, Oh my God, I gotta, I gotta like go find a job. I'm not gonna be able to train. 
like the week I graduated college, they offered me a, a full-time salaried position in the office. So not doing anything related to exercise science, but it was nine to five and I could be off in time to do jujitsu like every day. Right. And then that, that, that was my only thought going into that job was like, oh my God, I can train every day. And that was when you, they didn't just offer you a job, right? Like you did something really smart and you can correct me if I'm wrong, where they were about to transition over to a different type of technology and you went out of your way to learn that technology. Well, yeah. I mean, so the position they hired me for, um, like I said, I was just pushing buttons in a lab, right? Yeah. And then the position they hired me for was like, it's like somewhere with between IT and manufacturing engineering. Yeah. And basically they wanted to come up with like a new system to make uh, work instructions on their production floor. So like if you're on a production line, there's like a, TV monitor in front of every employee on it and they can basically see like a 3D representation of the product that they're building. And so they wanted to basically upgrade the way they were doing that. And like for some reason, they just thought that I could do it, um, which, you know, I mean, part of it is, you know, like I had gotten, I was very close to my boss um, or like the person who brought me to that company back when I was just working part time. And so I think she you know, even though, like, obviously I didn't have an engineering degree or any kind of technology degree, mm -hmm. I think she just saw, like, okay, he's been here a couple years, you know, he's showing up, and he, you know, knows the company. Um, so, but, but, like I said, pretty lucky. Not everybody, you know, lands that type of thing. No. You know, the, the week that they graduate, so. Sounds, and they kept you through COVID, it sounds like just a good yeah, company. Yeah, yeah, that general. got kind of wild, but yeah, yeah. Um, So then, uh. What made you decide to leave this steady? Because you got a girlfriend, you moved in with your girlfriend. Yeah, well, there's a lot. Yeah, there's yeah, and then yeah, you mean, decided we, to just leave this great paying job to risk it all. Well, on the timeline, I think we left off somewhere at like Purple Belt, right? So I'm, you know, yeah. like I'm coaching five days a week now at, at this point at other people's gyms, and um, you know, it's like uh, so late 2019, I made the decision to leave one of the uh, gyms I was teaching at, right? I, I left Circle City. Okay. And not under any bad terms. Like, it was just a thing where, you know, I was driving constantly. I mean, my girlfriend, lived, you know, and I lived on the southwest side. Yeah. I worked in Carmel. I taught at a gym in Greenwood and then a gym on, like, the far east side. And yeah. it was like, I was looking at this triangle that I'm driving every day in the city, averaging, like, 30,000 miles a year. And I was just like, man, like, I gotta, you know, I live on the south side. Like, I need just... At the time, I lived on the south side. Now I'm on the north side, obviously. But, you know, I was like, I just need to cut out one of these places and then just focus all my training in one spot where it's, you know, it just makes more sense for my daily schedule. Yeah. And so that was like December 2019. And then, you know, boom, you know, March 2020, <laughs> the pandemic hits. And, um, you, you know, I got my, my brown belt in December uh, 2019, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. 2018. My bad. Yeah. So by the time the pandemic hit, I was a pretty seasoned brown belt, right? I had been a brown belt for a year and a half at least. And um the uh I think here. Um I had basically when the at that point I'd already kind of envisioned like okay, I want to have my own gym, right? And mm -hmm. and I had even some thoughts of like Maybe I can open my own gym in late 2020. You know, I might still be a brown belt when I open it, but like, 
you know, I think I can just get a head start and, and go then, right? I had no idea how I was going to finance it and all that. We'll, we'll get to that later, I'm sure. Yeah. But, like, uh, the pandemic hit, and it was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I don't know if I'm ever going to get to open a gym, you know, like, you know, like, uh, in Indiana, it wasn't so bad, but I think it was, like, two and a half months that pretty much, like, all gyms and fitness facilities were ordered to be shut down. Um, but obviously, we made it through that. Um, you know, the gyms reopened, I think, in, like, June 2020. And I got back to teaching and, you know, training every day. I never really stopped training because of the pandemic. I just put mats in my house and just had people come over. But, um, you know, the gyms reopened. Did you I guys resumed. roll with masks on? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, dude, early on, we were crazy As about it. As a card-carrying like, Democrat, that surprises yeah, dude, me. Yeah, yeah. No, I would, um, <laughs> dude, I would, it was funny, man. Like, the first couple months of it, when people would come over, I would like contact trace them. I'd be like, all right, so like, where have you been in the last week? How many people do you come? You know, I was just like so freaking paranoid about it. I mean, because I think everybody was the, I don't care who, what you think about it now, you're probably a little freaked out in April 2020, right? Well, At least I when, was. When, when billionaires are shutting down money making yeah, ventures, I, I'm, I'm paying attention. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. So, um, but then it's funny, like when the things reopened, how quick we were all just like, oh, screw it. Like just everybody training with everybody. Yeah. Um, but so, you know, everything reopened and mm. um, that's around the time I got the job at the UFC gym. Okay. Right. It's funny. They actually interviewed me in February, 2020. Like just, I, I didn't seek them out. They just like randomly found me February, 2020. You know, I go in for an interview. They're telling me they're opening this gym, but it's, you know, probably six months out the pandemic hits and then I just like completely forget that that interview ever happened. And then in the summer of 2020, like at, right after everything reopened, they hit me up again and they're like, are you still interested? And, um, you know, uh, I saw it as like an opportunity to, to teach a lot and to get paid for it. And, and my outlook was like, well, I'm, I'm going to be on the mat, you know, six days a week, 10, 10 sessions a week, no matter what, I might as well be getting paid for them if I can. And, uh, so then I, accepted that job and you know i did that in conjunction with the desk job for another full year until uh september 2021 when i officially signed the lease on my place yeah yeah and then i left so it was i signed the lease like september 21st 2021 something like that and i think i put in a three weeks notice at both of my jobs the the desk job and the ufc gym on like the same day right um, it was like October 8th. So now I'm, I'm on a full year now of, of uh, self-employment. Um, Let's so, go. Yeah, That's exactly. exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that we, it's funny. So a year ago this week, the construction on my gym had like just finished. The walls were painted, fixed up the bathroom. The gym was all, you know, all complete. The only thing we didn't have were the mats because of shipping delays. Like we weren't scheduled to get the mats till December. So I think it was like, it was like November 7th, November 10th of uh, last year that we just were like, fuck it. And we, we brought all of our home mats into the gym and just like threw them on the floor. And just a dozen of us trained for like a month before the, before the gym could even open. So That's like, awesome. Yeah, it's like exactly a year ago. That's super cool. And now you have the best looking mats in Indiana. I'm trying, so. to, trying to keep them that way. Is white pretty hard to maintain? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, it's funny. 
Because, like, early on, I mean, multiple people told me, like, don't do white mats, you're crazy. But I, I just really wanted the white and black. And then um, early on, like, you, you get, like, you know, you get your first stain. The first time a rash guard bleeds some ink onto the floor, you mm-hmm. know, or, like, like, the first time, you know, like, whatever, like, a kid's got hair dye and you see a blotch and then you're just, like, scrubbing and scrubbing and it won't come out. And you just... Dude, like I, I lost my mind so many times in the first few months over matte stains. Now it's like I've learned that okay, over time, pretty much everything will, you can pretty much clean everything over time, and you know, it, you know, I can, I, I'm dealing with it much better now than like the first six months. I like really kind of questioned my decision there. Yeah, yeah. but it looks so good in pictures. It looks so, fantastic. <laughs> you can't even see those hair stains. So. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh. When you made that decision to start your own gym, because we had spoke and you were at UFC in the desk job and you had sort of mentioned when we were eating at that macaroni bar that you wanted, <laughs> that you wanted to eat, uh, uh, that you wanted to start your own gym and you were thinking about it. And yeah. then I would say six months later, it was, yeah. hey, I'm signing this lease. Let's go. Yeah, man. I remember when we met that day, I had already like, just like, this is going to happen. It's just when and where you said that, thing, you know, you said that, Yeah, you know, cause I, I was asking, I was like, Drew, why are you training at that UFC gym? You know, why don't you just open your own place? <laughs> just like saving money, man. Yeah. You know, like, uh, so what did that look like? Uh, like what was your marker the push that made you decide to go sign the lease? So like, I knew I wanted to do this for so long, like that, I started saving money for this. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, obviously you should be saving money anyway. Right. But like, I started saving money like explicitly for this purpose. Like, like, you know, and it might've been dumb, whatever, but like, I didn't put like money into my 401k. I wasn't, you know, like planning for like anything, but like, I'm going to open a jujitsu gym someday. Right. And back in like 2020, when I first thought about doing it, my plan was like, okay, I have money that I can survive on, and then I'm going to have to borrow money from somebody to open this gym, right? And I I started lining up potential people, and like I I had people that would have given it to me, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure they would have. And then the pandemic happens, I start working at UFC gym, and, um, you know, another benefit to the, the pandemic for me was just like, whether it was some months working at home, whatever, like my my personal expenses like shrunk quite a bit like i I was just i mean you know obviously when you're driving around working all day you're spending money on dumb shit but um i just noticed like in 2020 like i started saving money a lot faster and so you know you fast forward like another year and a half or whatever um i just got to a point where i was like okay i think i have enough to to buy mats to do a build out and then to pay my bills until I can break even and start making something, you know? And then if we're being honest, my girlfriend got some raises at work too. That just kind of, <laughs> you, you got a good girl. I mean, like I just was like, okay, worst comes to worst. Like she's got us. <laughs> well, and we had that, con- that was a, a real conversation you and I had on the phone at one point in time when we were breaking it down, you know? Yeah. And I asked, I was like, so what, you know, I was like, what do you got? How many students do you have to have to break even? And you gave me that number and I was like, what happened? So what's your run? And then you gave me that number. And I think you said it was like through February. Like you had like a good amount of run saved up. And I said, what happens if you don't get that? And you're like, my girl's a good girl. I think we'll be okay. I mean, like for the record, I wouldn't have felt comfortable like being like, can you bail me out? But 
at that point, I think, you know, I envisioned it as like, okay, worst comes to worst. If I need more money, I already have like these friends who have told me that they would invest in it for like super low interest rate or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay, worst comes to worst. Like I can go to these people. Um, obviously I, you know, that would have, that would have sucked because, you know, that would have been, I blew through all my money and now I'm going into other people's, but, um, you know, that was kind of like the, the plan if needed, but for, unfortunately that, that never had to happen. You know, yeah. I was able to do it like totally on my own dime. And I don't know. And that's another thing I don't, you know, I don't know anything about, I find it funny that like I'm on a business podcast cause I don't know a whole lot about like business and financing and investing. Do like, I know. I know absolutely nothing. Neither do we. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, but I was just like, like, I don't know if I should be like blowing all my money on this or if it would be like in my interest to like, you know, seek investors. But for, you know, I, I just felt comfortable like when, doing it with my own. How fast did you get to that break even number that you were looking for? <sighs> um, man. So like we did our grand opening January, 2022. Um, and then, you know, within like four months, I was probably like, okay, like I'm paying the rent, I'm paying the utilities, the other miscellaneous business expenses. I was still bleeding money though because of my own personal life, right? Like, yeah. You know, my bills, which, like I said, like I didn't stop I you did from the, didn't, the, didn't stop you from competing, so you clearly no, weren't hurting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now, that's a big. That was a big expense early on, dude. Early on, I was like every. T- I remember having like some moments where I was like, okay, I'm doing pretty good this month. And then it'd be like, I got to go spend like $1,200, you know, on the plane flight and hotel to go do this tournament. But, um, you know, whatever. Um, you know, I accounted for a lot of that, you know, when I was working out the numbers and like, okay, how long can I make it for? You know, I just assumed like, I'm probably going to keep living the way I'm living. Right. Which isn't like super lavish, you know, like I have really low personal expenses, but you know, I expected at least through the first several months that even if the gym breaks, even I'm going to be losing money just on myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, and, and unfortunately it happened about on like what I, the schedule that I was hoping for. I mean, obviously like I had like my, like my, okay, like it would be a dream if, you know, a hundred people just signed up in the first three months, but like I knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Right? So like, I was kind of like, I, I realistically figured, okay, like, you know, four or five months I should be able to cover cover this place and then we start getting to the next goal yeah and so about six months in you you started being able to cover everything Um, business expense wise business expense wise yeah yeah for sure for sure at what point um have you caught up to business expense yet and your desk job um not quite but we'll we're, we're close I'm very close. yeah yeah i mean we'll, we'll yeah we're, we're getting there um what's your target um st- student headcount for that um i mean by the time i get 100 i probably got i'd be doing better than i would have been just at my desk job now I, yeah, I would not probably be but you gotta remember before i opened the the gym, you know, and I was so obsessed with like, okay, save money for this gym, save money for this gym. So I'm working full-time desk job. I'm teaching like 13 to 15 classes a week at other gyms, you know, for money. Um, you know, I'm doing private lessons. So, you know, it'll take probably a little more than that to get to, to that level. But like the, 
quality of life that I have now compared to the quality of life that I had in 2021, you know, as far you as mean like not a, working a nine to five and then going to your, yeah, to your dude, second jujitsu job. Dude, I used to leave my house at five 30 in the morning, a couple days a week, right. To teach a 6am class. And when I would leave my house, I'd have to have like, you know, two jujitsu uniforms, right. So I'd have two geese, you know, and everything that goes with that. I'd have to have towels for showering. I'd have to have my work clothes, my briefcase with my, I would leave the house every day, like just a whole bunch of shit, throw it in the trunk, go about my day, you know, teaching, working, teaching again. And I'd get home at like 10 PM, you know? So I don't, fortunately I don't have to do that anymore. You know? Super, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be exhausting. So, yeah. Um, what is your, like, is there a spot where you have too many students? Like, is that a realistic thing? Yeah, but man, it'd be, I mean, like, yeah, for the location, yeah, because it's not a huge gym. I mean, it's, it, you know. Big, you got a big it's facility. Not, it's, yeah, it's not tiny, but, like, there's definitely, you can go bigger. Um, I don't know what that number is, because, I mean, there's, I'm still not maxed out on class sessions, you know, yeah. like, I, there's, I can still add, you know, some different time slots. I mean, obviously, there's only so many hours in a day, and people are, only going to train at certain times a day, but I, you know, I have room to grow the schedule you okay. know, as needed, um, which like that'll probably happen hopefully to the kids class before the adults. Right. Um, you know, I, I mean, one of the things that makes jujitsu unique to other martial arts is that, um, while a healthy gym, I think should have a big kids program. It's mostly an adult sport, you know, like, mo I mean, you know, I, I have more adult members, than youth members, right? They might be different out in like California, you know, but you know, there's more adults than kids. So the schedule reflects that, right? We have adult classes seven days a week, in a lot of cases, two times a day, you know, kids right now, we're only doing two days a week with some pop-up open mats, you know, at off hours. Um, so I'm, the next thing will be to expand the, uh, the kids class, but you don't want to spread it too thin, you know, like I'm trying to figure out like what's the, the magic number before I start adding kids sessions. Cause I want classes with a lot of people in them. You know, I don't, I don't want to load the schedule and then, you know, I would like to advocate for a dad, son, jujitsu class again. So yeah, uh, just yeah. throwing that out there. I don't know. <laughs> it's a might fantastic be, it might idea. be a little niche. It's fantastic. Maybe I feel different if I are there no? Are there kid. no? Am I the only uh, dad in that class? That, no, the tall guy that yeah. he says a purple belt. Yeah, like uh, Will and blue belt. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, but like other than you and him, I at the moment, yeah, I think so. so I need that. dads. You add man, that you just pop up, yeah. just pop up an extra ten students. Well, dads are like free assistant coaches. Yeah. So I need I need dads. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> if you if you let us put geese on a roll with our kids, it'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, I could slap him in line when he needs when he starts acting up. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't hit my kids. Um, <laughs> I'd beat his kids for him. <laughs> uh, I'm getting canceled. Eventually, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, so what what did the total build cost you? If you don't mind me asking. Um. Okay. Let me uh think here. Um. Because there's the, the cost of the build, and then there's all the money that got spent in the initial months, like, uh, you know, beyond, beyond the build on non-construction costs, right? Um, you know, like maintaining your own, your own life, 
during the during the build out. Yeah, um, that doesn't so count. Like, yeah, so like I know like I'm like I know how much money I had. Um, I would say probably, like God, like maybe forty thousand. I mean, but 40? what's but what's in there is like, I mean, I didn't spend forty thousand dollars on construction, right? That's construction. That's mats. That's you know miscellaneous like electrical work, like a rent. Well, you know, I mean, the way commercial leases work, you, you know, will have those, to explain this to me because yeah. this, I just pay. Yeah, this is probably different. Yeah, yeah, yeah I pay eight hundred dollars, yeah. so I've never signed a commercial lease. Yeah, no, there's some negotiation on those. So you, you know, because every, I mean, and I, you know, I talked to business owners that were like, "Holy shit, you got this done fast!" You know, like like because it was like blank, and then you were open, and I'm like, I felt like it took forever, but you know, like. Building out a jiu-jitsu gym is probably more simple than building out a lot of other brick-and-mortar businesses, right? We just got to knock walls down, paint things, and put mats in. But um, so because of that, you know, delay between signing a lease and doing construction and then ap- actually opening for business, when you sign a commercial lease, like, you're not paying rent your first few months, or at least you shouldn't be. Like, um, and uh, so all that's negotiable. You know, you, we, got, we got a few months where we had, like, a grace period where there's no rent. Um, and they do that because one, the the time, the timeline for building out and the cost, um, and then two, you're when you sign a commercial lease, you're not signing a lease for one year, right? Like you're signing for five years, ten years, you know. So there's like, I mean, you know, there's they can get away with not billing you on day one, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So, now all that'll affect probably what they want to charge you for rent, though. Like, let's say you're like. They offer you three months rent free and your rent's $2,000. You're like, I need six months rent free. And then they're going to take that, that other three months that they're giving you and they're going to, they're going to roll that across the rest of your lease into your rent. Right. Yeah. So it's a balancing act, you know? Um, I mean, shit, dude, we, we walked into the gym the first time in late June. And like I said, we signed the lease in September and we, you know, which to some businesses, they're like, that's fast. Oh, my God. And like, but to me, I'm like, that was the most agonizing three months of my life. It felt like every day we were just arguing over emails with, you know, with realtors or with the, um, the landlord, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but I, I guess in, in, for some businesses, that's probably a short time frame. That feels like a long time. Yeah. But yeah. also a very short time. It's weird, like, uh, when you plan things out. This podcast, Christian and I were talking, it took us almost 60 days just to get to this point, and we're still yeah. far away from being done, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's where it's like, from inception to that, I mean, it's probably been June even, so probably longer than 60 days before yeah. we actually started being able to consistently get people in here, and we were fixing the set before you yeah. walked in. You know, like, to me, that sounds fast, and to yeah. you, it's probably feels like it took forever. I thought it sounded about right. Just, yeah. No, not at all. I think everything was good. I, I The difference is I watched you plan this for so long. Like, yeah. I knew this was in your goals. So. Yeah, yeah. And this isn't your first, I guess, you know, this isn't the first thing that you've started, obviously. Right. You know, <laughs> this so, is my first business. Yeah. So this, I well, I'm, not, I'm talking the podcast, not not your company. Oh, yeah. I mean, the podcast is still verified mortgage. Yeah. So like we don't, I so don't. They're one and the same. Yeah. They're one of the, this yeah. thing's not. I, mean, I guess just talking about like the podcast venture specifically. Yeah. No that that was 
not i mean yeah so we had we had a, i was a little bit better at executing than yeah. i was when i started the mortgage company i went into that yeah. blind but yeah. we've still made like a fuck ton of mistakes oh, so of course like yeah. I mean, so yeah. this, wall, <laughs> this wall wasn't even here uh yesterday we had those pads up and then we put these up wrong we didn't have the like the right glue to get them on the wall and everything so yeah. it's sort of like yeah, yeah we're still learning so yeah and none of us have audio visual experience so like you know we hired that kid and he didn't make it two weeks so yeah, yeah. it was a little weird so what do you think uh what do you think's next for Champlain Jiu-Jitsu? Like, how do you how do you grow? How do you market? Is that is that sort of what you're working on, getting better at? Or yeah, I mean, um, you know, I haven't tried a whole lot of like I haven't done anything like drastically new in the mm -hmm. marketing realm yet, just because it's what I've been doing is has been working, and to me, it's like been at a rate that I'm happy with. Do you market um, at all? Yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. What do yeah, you do? Yeah, Google Google advertising. Yeah. Um, you know, I really haven't dabbled with like social media advertising yet. I don't know that I will or not. I keep hearing very conflicting, you know, do's and like do it or don't do it opinions. Um, so I haven't really gotten into that yet. I did try a couple other things that like, uh, were just kind of like shots in the dark, like, Hey, maybe this lands something, maybe it doesn't like whether it's like sponsoring some, you know, as like a business sponsor at some charity thing or, you know. I wasted $400 on Yelp that, you know, I'll, I'll never get back. <laughs> um, yeah, I just kind of determined Yelp is probably not the place for jujitsu. Um, you know, so like the, the one thing I've consistently done has been Google. Do you do that yourself? Uh, yeah. Or yeah. do you have somebody who, yeah, I do it you? myself. Now okay. I'm starting to pick some brains and, and wonder like, okay, there's probably somebody who can do this more effectively than me. Um, but it's also so expensive to hire those guys. Yeah. yeah they hire yeah, somebody yeah, who's yeah, good and yeah. not like just taking easy money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and if, as far as like just creating a Google ad isn't really rocket science. It's pretty, pretty simple. Yeah. But there's a lot. So I will, I'll say this. There's a lot that goes like, uh, there's a guy in the top left corner. Uh, I wish I knew the name of his business. Uh, but he sat with me for 10 minutes upstairs when I just introduced myself. And he showed me like 18 things on Google that I was doing wrong. It's like, you're yeah. doing this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm sure what? a guy like that would eat me alive. Dude. And, and, and just, <laughs> like, he went to my competitor's website and was yeah. like, these are the keywords they're yeah. using. These are the keywords yeah. you should use. And I yeah. was like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. I'm sure a guy like <laughs> so that would just he, eat me On alive. November 15th, he's doing a free like no SEO shit. thing. If oh, you want to no come, I'll, I'll shoot you a text if you're not working in the yeah. morning. You can come. Yeah. Cool. It's free. So right, yeah. I'm going to go learn. Yeah, I'm all ears there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot. And that's what, so Christian, when we started this podcast, we interviewed outside marketing firms and there were $75,000 a year. <laughs> and I was like, for $75,000 a year, I can control top bottom, buy all the best equipment yeah. and, and just be done. Like just pay somebody a salary and control it from start to finish. And that yeah. was like my main goal. So, yeah. and he's getting there he's getting better and better I yeah mean, so right now analytics is our our focus like learning the podcast analytics and then how to grow because you don't want to just cannibalize my friends like that's yeah that's fucking weird yeah right yeah. so how do we grow outside of people i fucking know yeah um so um what do you uh what do you what would you say your biggest mistake was starting your company <sighs> if you made one i mean like i don't know that i'm 
affected anything like catastrophic. Yeah. I mean, you're still in business and growing. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, like I'm sure that like especially like in the realm of like marketing and SEO, like I'm I'm sure there's probably stuff wasted that I, dollars. I, probably things I haven't even I'm not even aware of. You know, and maybe not wasted dollars, but like wasted opportunity. Okay. Um, you know, because like I said, I didn't I don't spend like a fortune on that stuff because I don't know what I'm freaking doing, and and I'm the kind of personality like. You saw how how long it took me to like open a gym. So for me to decide like, okay, this is the new course of action. We're switching gears to this. Like it takes me a while to get there. Yeah. Probably a lot longer than it would take you to get like, you're more, I think of a let's do it type of dude. <laughs> you know, like if I, like, I think that's pretty obvious. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not wrong. Yeah. So yeah. It's just usually uh, waste a lot of money doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then like I waste a lot of opportunity, you know? So, um, yeah, like I don't know that, you know, because I didn't re- like throw huge amounts of money into anything other than just like building out like the, the physical business early on. I don't think I made like really any catastrophic mistakes. Did you make uh, a business plan? Yeah. You yeah, did? Yeah. It yeah. was written out? Yeah. Can I see <laughs> it? I don't have it, but I can send it to you or That's something. Yeah. So, you know, actually, you know, it's funny. The reason I did this. And Why did you do a business uh, plan if you so, were self-funded? Okay, so I have a friend who's a realtor, uh, Todd Cook. Okay. Right. Probably when you were getting started, I might have thrown you his name. Told the you Greenwood that. guy? Yeah, the Greenwood. Yeah. The, he never the, sent me a lot. The Greenwood Don. <laughs> um, but so anyway, he he is like kind of like a business mentor to me getting yeah. started here. And he just like demand. I told him like, all right, man, I'm doing it. You know, we're, we're looking at uh, potential locations. Like we're going to do it. And he was just like, I want a, a five-year business plan and I want quarterly goals through all this. But, you know, and he just gave me like, I want to see all this from you. So I was just like, all right, fuck it. And then went home, typed it up like a homework assignment and then sent it to him. And then he gave me feedback. And um, it's was just, it legit feedback? Yeah. 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 I mean, he told me like, I mean, it's funny. He was like, I actually think like you're probably not being aggressive enough. And, you know, um, which with me, go, like, go figure. That's, that's probably <laughs> like the, the expected. Um, but then like literally still to this day, like I just texted him two days ago with like an update, you know, like still to this day, I kind of, you know, like these are the numbers, like this is what I'm doing for marketing. These are the expenses, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, I get feedback from him and it's funny. He like remembers like, uh, like, you know, in the business plan, we had like revenue goals, member goals, and he remembers like those numbers. So he's like, are we to, you know, are you to 60 yet? You know, or when are you going to hit a hundred, you know? So it's, yeah. So three months, bit, Todd. Yeah, three so months. I, yeah. So I did do a business plan. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, so yeah. Ha- did you hit everything that was in your business plan? Yes and no. I mean, like, like uh, we're not, I mean, we're only, we're like technically not even a year into the grand yeah, opening. Like, well, I hit the one year member goal. I would have hit my goal. I will fall somewhere between probably my goal and his goal, you know, because okay. he was like, you should push for this basically. If like, you knew a- how to aim Google higher. SEO, yeah. you might yeah, yeah, for no, sure. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, aim higher. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, largely pretty on track. Dude, that's awesome. You yeah. know, it was weird when I, because I've done a business plan for this. Uh, I felt like I was faking it. Yeah. Like it was like, how the hell am I supposed to know this? So. Oh yeah. Like I was yeah. like, hopefully this is what we do. Yeah, so dude. you know it, it just felt like well then when i was guess and then like trying to estimate certain expenses you know like it, you know like my expenses are a little higher than i thought they would be 
Okay. But then there's other things where like, oh, like I make more money on merchandise than I thought I would. And I get more people visiting on business trips who are just paying to train for a week than I thought I would. Or, um, you know, I'm doing, I do more private lessons maybe than I thought I would. So it's, it's kind of evened out, but it hasn't been entirely to plan. Yeah. Yeah. That's still cool though. Yeah. So have you looked at your plan, uh, like and updated it or anything like that? Um, I don't, well, I still have like that original, that original copy. Um, I don't think I've changed anything on there. Now I guess maybe I have like a separate document that I'm just tracking for myself where I'm like, you know, like, okay, that was, this was the goal to be at this by this month where we actually at. And it's, you know, funny some months I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm behind. And then like a month and a half later, you're like, oh, like I've caught up again. You know, it's just, it's a fucking, yeah, yeah. Cash flow is the, uh, the, the thing that I'm trying to learn right now. Yeah. It's like, cause something good, like, like you said, right? Like you alone gets pushed to the 15th and all of a sudden you're out $10,000, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, fuck. Yeah. You know? So, you know, which is also a problem when you spend too much. Yeah. Okay. That's the other thing I don't know. Like, like, what am I like, you know, like. Like, should I be trying to, like, like, should I be, like, I got to, you know, call with my accountant set up for tomorrow just to kind of like, okay, this is where I think we're going to hit the end of this year. Like, what do I need to do? Do I need to go spend money? Am I good? Because, you know, have we already, uh, like, do I need to go spend some money for the business just so I don't get, like, taxed on this, you know, and and I can do something useful with it? Or is it, like, just stay where we're at? Like, I I have no freaking clue, right? There's just no way that. And I could be wrong, and obviously ask your account. There's just no way that with your business expenses, like what it costs you to build everything out, that that doesn't get deducted from what you are. Yeah, but like, was that last year's right? Like, no, no, it should count. Like, (laughs) if you didn't start your business, like if you didn't file a Schedule C or eleven twenty S, it should count towards this year. Yeah, I should. I I would think. I hope so. <laughs> That'd be sick. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure you might get a refund yeah, back. Yeah, let's. Yeah, it was so. funny. Like last year, right? So like, I spent like, like forty. I have like forty thousand dollars in receipts that I'm like, okay, I could write all this shit off in between signing the lease in September and like you know January first. Yep. And then you know I worked two jobs all year, right? That were both like what ten forty jobs mm-hmm. plus I had like a ten ninety nine from from Stockman, and um. So like last year, you know, like I, you know, like I made X, you know, at my jobs and then I got this huge, you know, set of write-offs from starting the business. So last year, I was funny, I got this sweet tax return and I just assumed it would be like the last good return I'd ever get, but Possibly. that'd be cool if it, if it wasn't, but I'm, I'm sure you I think it's account. probably, well, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. So that's awesome. Um, so what? What are your uh, 2023 goals then for the business? Um, Do you have any? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, to the plan, yeah, it's just to keep keep growing numbers. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, like there's no plan for like expansion or anything like that in 2023. It's just to, you know, keep hitting those number benchmarks for members and revenue. And, and then, uh, yeah, I got a lot of personal life. I'm getting married in 2023, so... Gotta gotta pay for that. She engaged. Are you engaged? Yeah. Did you post that on Facebook? Yeah, I got engaged on Christmas of last year. Was that on Facebook? Yeah. 
you know this, dude. I guarantee if we go back in our text history, you probably congratulate. You're probably like the first one to congratulate me. Oh. You usually are for my my big life events. Oh, dude, that's dope. Congratulations yeah, yeah, yeah. So, again. <laughs> so yeah, so like we. I did not get to save the date. Well, those haven't gone out. We okay. we literally. Am I invited? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. So we literally like uh, booked the venue like last week. So. I- I have like a terrible habit of only buying my friends gifts, so just let me know what you want. <laughs> I know who's inviting me. Yeah. I'm gonna get you something dope. Say it. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, Tell me which gi you want. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> yeah, so we're doing that uh, like late next year, um, which is kind of a relief because like I was like, man, if we do that early next year when when I'm still trying to like you know, hit certain benchmarks for the business. That's just going to be stressful. So it's in late 2023. So I'm, do you have you know, a date pick? Yeah. It's gonna be like late October. Okay. Yeah. So Don't make like, it on Halloween. It's not, but do you do a Halloween theme party? No, oh, yeah, no, no, that ain't happening. Um, could. Yeah. So that's like a year out. So, you know, um, in the year leading up to that, it's just a, you know, the, you know, hopefully greatly grow my, my member count. Um, and, you know, maybe grow the schedule a little bit to, to accommodate that. Would you, uh, as you grow, so when I look at it, like, and you love jujitsu and I'm sure, uh, your fiance has accommodated to you not being home, uh, from five to seven at night or five to nine five at to nine. nine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, uh, as you continue to grow, will you eventually bring on like an assistant student to help you? Be yeah. home on like say Wednesday mm-hmm. night or something like that. Yeah, I mean, like when I look at like a ten year plan for this, it's like yeah. look, like the whole reason, like I said, like I had a pretty legit job going before this. That, yeah, you know, I had growth. I mean, I was when I put my two weeks notice in, like a week before that, they were trying to like interview me for a promotion that I turned down. Um, oh, right? I know you had yeah, a good so job. Like, <laughs> you know, so it's like I got into this just like because this is. All I want to do, I just, I, I love jujitsu. I love training. I still want to compete. Um, you know, I, I have plans to do that next year. Um, and it's like, I'm in no, so yeah, like eventually like the plan will be to have assistance or like an assistant or assistance. Um, but you know, I really want to do it the way that, that, um, my coach Stockman did it, um, where he runs a good business. Yeah. And his assistants like me were like homegrown, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to put out a, thing on indeed looking for a jujitsu coach like i'm gonna develop people into that you know yeah and, and that takes time you know like you know you know, like people don't people don't get good overnight they don't learn how to teach overnight you know they so you know that'll take some years but but yeah that's definitely where i'm, where I'm heading with this yeah no i think it's i think it's gonna be perfect i'm yeah. so excited yeah. for you thank you so uh do you think uh Jiu-jitsu is the best martial arts in the world. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, for adults, it's like, what what the hell else is there? Like, you know, every single country, you got people who've been doing jiu-jitsu for years, you know, in some places, obviously, more than others. But, like, how many adults do you know who've done, like, Krav Maga for years and are, like, just addicted to Krav Maga? It's like... Like, there's nobody, right? Like, like how many adults do you know that do you are doing Krav Taekwondo? Krav real... Sp- real martial art i mean sure but like <laughs> but, I, I don't yeah if, i mean like, like, you I mean, McCall, you're like a fucking yeah idiot. it's it's fucking dumb right like i mean you know and like not to like 
like I'm not saying like I don't think there's value in other martial arts like Taekwondo or something, right? But it's just like it's not like like a jujitsu is like a lifestyle for like thousands, if not millions, of people, you and there's do, nothing else that, that even remotely compares to that. You like, could do Taekwondo and still get knocked the fuck out by your average street fighter. Yeah, I mean, like, and, and you could do jujitsu and still get knocked the fuck out, but it's still it's it's still the best. You know? <laughs> yeah, but I feel like those the, like the ratio there would be like yeah yeah you, see, no, you know what I mean. I like, would put my money on like the guy with a decade of jujitsu or even a year of it if you or, had like or, you know like. A year of like Taekwondo students put a hundred in, and a year of jujitsu students who like actually understood takedowns p- potentially. Yeah, I think that the jujitsu students yeah. are yeah. way safer than the than these guys. Yeah, unquestionably, so. unquestionably. I just it's funny. Like, I just think it's like aside from like for self defense, I think it's proven itself as like the best single martial art. I mean, like obviously, like the best would be to be like an MMA fighter, but that's not a martial art. That's a conglomeration of them. And you know, that's it's just like, it's mixed martial arts. Exactly. <laughs> right. So I think by itself, jujitsu is unquestionably the best for like the regular person in self-defense. But I just think it's the best because of like everything jujitsu is beyond just like a self-defense system, just the sport, you know, like the, the culture that's developed around it. Like no other martial art has anything resembling that. Like, you know, I mean, may, I mean, I don't think I'm wrong about that. I was going to say, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's just no way. Uh, karate and Taekwondo have, like, adult tournaments, but I think... I mean, nothing compared to what we've yeah. seen in Jiu-Jitsu, right? No, and, like, I sure, like, maybe in, like, Thailand, like, obviously, like, there's a huge culture for kickboxing, right? I'm, yeah. I'm talking in the, you know, in the United States. Like, to me, there's just, there's nothing even coming close to it. No, I think from a competition standpoint, that's why I fell in love with it. Yeah, you you could find a tournament every Saturday. Yeah, and you can compete forever, right? You know, I mean, like against your age group. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're yeah got a nine to five and you're forty years old, you're not going up against a twenty year old unless you want to. Yeah, yeah, which is your your choice, you know. But you'll you can go find somebody who's, you know, your age and your work ethic. Yeah, and weight. Yeah, for sure. I and they're always there. I haven't been to a tournament and not not been able to find somebody in my weight. So. Yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. only getting that's only getting better over time, you know. Yeah. So and they're well run tournaments. So. Yeah, sometimes, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean like it's still a little wild west out there, but um but yeah, you know, by and large. Yeah. Yeah. So uh jujitsu is your favorite sport. If we broke down jujitsu, gi or no gi? I mean, like, if I could only ever do one... Got to pick. Yeah, if I could only do one, I'd be in the gi, un- unquestionably for me. Now, like, I'm glad I can do both. I mean, but if, if, you held a, if you told me you only get one no matter what, then definitely the gi for me. Why is that? <sighs> to me, it's just, like, there's just more you can do with it. I mean, like, it, the, the, just, just having the gi on and the rules for gripping just lends itself to, like, there's just more positions in the gi... Um, there's more ways to fight on bottom in the gi. There's more ways to fight on top in the gi. Um, it, you know, like the only thing that no gi maybe has, you know, that that's kind of cool is like it's a little more, like the the legal submission list is a little longer, right? Mm-hmm. But then again, like with the gi on, there's just there's just more ways to submit a person, I guess. Um, so for me, it's just I just have more fun in the gi. I find it like endlessly stimulating. You know, you know like it's like they're always going to be coming up with new shit for the gi 
Nogi, I just think there's less to work with. Um, okay. Yeah. Now, do you think that the gi, and I'm sure they're, they're both practical for, for the everyday person, do you think that the gi versus the no-gi is more practical or less practical in street self-defense situations? Or irrelevant? You know, I don't Yeah, I mean, probably for the most part irrelevant. I mean, like, you could, like, you know, like, well, what if you're fighting in winter and you got jeans and a jacket on? Well, like, okay, even if that's the case, like, okay, obviously you're not going to be, like, grabbing onto somebody's sleeves and falling on your back but just like the the gi gives i think a more realistic feel for like friction and just being a little more encumbered right like you're, you know you're you're just you've got more fabric on it weighs more um whereas like no gi just sort of by the third round just becomes a huge sweat fest you know you can't hold on to anything and don't get me wrong i love i love no gi right i did like eight no gi rounds last night like i'm like a, I, I i enjoy no gi um, and maybe that's one of the things I like about the gi is that it doesn't become as much of a sweat fest and like eight rounds in, you can still like grab a hold of somebody and do something with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you know, like it, it, I have a student at my gym who, um, you know, he's a, he's a police officer and he's like jokes about having a few experiences with like having to like, you know, basically like take down like a naked person you know but like aside from like you know aside from like that situation you know i think i think the geese a little more realistic in terms of friction it, it becomes less realistic maybe with the techniques people are doing right because mm-hmm. when i'm in the gym training in the gi like i'm not thinking about like a real life self-defense scenario like i'm trying to beat you with a gi on so i'm going to grab it wherever i'm allowed to and, I, and i'm going to you know and i'm going to expect you to do the same um if that makes any sense. No, it yeah, does. I count. <laughs> Outside of your police officers, have you had anyone that you've trained over the last few years that has been like, I'm so glad I learned jiu-jitsu. It just helped protect myself. Yeah. Um, I've heard it like from like one or two people in like kind of medical professions or like I've got a paramedic who, you know, he's not having to like fight people for like his life, but just like, you know, he's told me that he's more comfortable, like, when they have, you know, somebody who's, whether, the, I don't know, whether the person's, like, just wiling out or, you know, Flailing. being combative. Like, he just feels, like, more comfortable, like, you know, safely restraining the person, you know. Um, like, just, you know, he, he feels less vulnerable to them, probably, than, than he would without jujitsu. Yeah. So, That's awesome. Yeah. I can tell you... uh from my son's perspective, who's terrible at jujitsu at the moment, because <laughs> uh, I don't think he understands aggression yet. Um, but we thought he was getting bullied on the bus, yeah. and he was getting hugged a lot. And uh, it turns out the kid was just hugging him. Uh, but it, from us, it looked like he was smushing him. And our son used the word "keeps smushing me against the window." I don't like it. Oh yeah. Um, and I go, well, what else does he do? He goes, he grabs my wrist. And I say, and what do you do? He goes, I get my wrist back. <laughs> and I grab his wrist. <laughs> and so, like, just the hand fighting, I was, like, in my head as, like, a proud dad. And I was like, yeah, you're yeah. winning, you're winning yeah. those, those hand fights. But uh, we'll get him there. You know, it's sorry. Right. It's like I, when kids are that young, it's like oh, I don't think, like, when kids are five, they're think- like, they don't really understand why why am I on this mat? Like, what, what is going on? <laughs> He goes because I asked him to go. Yeah, like, but and, and I mean, it's sort of like he he didn't understand why the kid was smushing him; he was just hugging him. 
That's so, kind of funny, you know, yeah. so yeah. I went like three days uh, thinking that he was getting smushed and it turns out he was hugging him. I didn't find out till like Halloween. So, yeah. and like my mom heard them when we were walking past saying, is, oh, is that the kid you hug on the bus? And like, the entire time I thought their kid was just bullying my son. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, who do you have uh, for the fights this weekend? I don't know who's fighting this weekend. Are you no longer a UFC fan? I'm, I'm like a last second UFC fan. You, but okay. if you tell me that there's like a big card, yeah. I'll show up. It's a huge, huge card. Dustin Poirier versus Chandler. Uh, Adesanya yeah. versus that guy who's knocked him out twice. Uh, Pierre, I think is his name. But, yeah. <laughs> so, de- decent card. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that's one thing Like I watch, but like, man... Like, if you ask me to pick fights now, which is funny, because that's, like, what got, big like betting on UFC is kind of what got me into jiu-jitsu. But if you asked me to do it now, like, never. Yeah. It'd be a disaster. I, dude, I, would, I, I mean, I, I still probably watch a card every month. I was one in six last weekend, so yeah. I still don't, like, I thought I knew, and I was, like, the yeah. only one I got right was Sean O'Malley, and everyone yeah. was saying he robbed yeah, me. Yeah, guys, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, I see, like, I watched that card. Yeah. That was, that was cool. But, yeah. So. yeah, not tuned in the way I used to be. That's okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, you started a business a year ago. I yeah. Imagine. Well, and then, like, I just, I'm watching competitive jujitsu probably more. Did you, you watch uh, Gordon Ryan destroy everyone at ADCC? Of course. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Does for, anyone beat him in the next couple of years? No. Not, not for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I just, he's, I mean, between the skill gap and then just the fact that he just keeps getting bigger. Like, I, yeah, probably not. No. That, um, who's the young kid? Is it Cade? Yeah, Cade and Ty, the Rotolo brothers, yeah. Yeah, that kid, um, oh, there's two of them? Yeah, they're, I don't know if they're twins or, I think they're twins, yeah, yeah, they're I twins. Only one of them won, though, right? Only one of them even was in ADC. Yeah. Didn't he win? Dude, I might be wrong, the kid, but they might have both been, yeah, the one with the afro, Cade, like, with the bigger, yeah, he won. Um. That kid is nasty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it's like, his twin brother's as nasty really so yeah yeah um they had a whole thing like talking shit with gordon back with go figure back and forth on instagram like a week or two ago um mm-hmm. funny ty or kate i don't know which one of them was typing the, the message but they said something to gordon like uh like you never won anything uh substantial until you gained like 50 pounds of synthetic muscle and that just started a whole a whole shit storm what did he say i mean i don't I can't remember That's just Gordon stuff. But probably not he's probably not wrong. Yeah. But um Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of like, you know, like I watch a lot of live jujitsu events. There's a lot of like great, great talent in the sport right now. I don't think anybody's beating Gordon Nogi for a long time though. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh I think it was Bo Nickel who he beat last year, right? Or the year before yeah. too. Who's that was a few years ago, I yeah, think. Yeah. Just He's fighting in like Bellator, right? Or one? He got in the UFC. Is he? Okay. Yeah, he was supposed to be on this card and then he got pulled. Okay. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a Molly Womp in there too. Yeah. So, oh, um, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that was like a, like a, uh, like just like a publicity stunt style match. You know? I would like to see more of those. Pub- I like freak shows, so I'm. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they make for like highlight reels usually. Like when the like when a skill gap is like that wide, you know, it's makes for. I would like you know, to see somebody finishes. closer to Gordon's weight. That's an elite wrestler based Gordon. Yeah. There was a fifty pound 
Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, I don't, I don't know who yeah. that would even be. Yeah. You know, so, I think that would be cool. So, um, well, you got anything else, man? So, you want to plug the gym, say where it's at real yeah. quick. So, Champlain Jiu Jitsu Academy. Uh, it's at 71st and Benford. Did you um, have it on him? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't know what well, camera I'm looking at. Uh, but it's uh, at this one right here. <laughs> All right, cool. It's at 71st and Benford. Uh, so northeast side, just south of Castleton, right off, um, right off the exit of uh, nine. Uh, we do a free week trial. So uh, if you get signed up for that trial, ChamplinBJJ.com. You'll just see the form on the website. You can fill that out. I will uh, be in touch with you. Yeah. So, He's and, a... then, uh, and then Instagram at Champlin. Want to check out the gym? See highlights training all that great guy good friend of mine and uh better at jujitsu so than most people in the state of indiana so <laughs> give him a shot so thank you i could say that yeah yeah I probably mean, i don't know i don't really know what that says we can go thank you we can do like a moral <laughs> combat style i bet you'd be at the top yeah so. yeah well I, don't, I still don't know what that means but yeah that you're better at jujitsu than yeah, a lot of okay. people. Okay, in Indiana. <laughs> yeah, in Indiana. This is the market that matters. That's. I mean, yeah. they're not gonna go do. They're not gonna have the Meow Brothers teach them. No. Uh, no, we already know. We already know. I'm not better than them. And, um, they, do, yeah. and they do steroids. So. Yeah. Uh, so, anywho, good times. So allegedly do steroids, but good times. Do you? Uh, that's it for us, right? I got a couple questions. Right. Shit, forgot um. That. So I'm not. As well versed as you yeah. uh, guys in jujitsu, but you're one of the few people that I've noticed didn't wrestle in high school. Yeah, that you know owns their gym, let alone does. So, what would you say? Why didn't you wrestle in high school, or what made you really want to pursue that? Dude, so it's funny in high school, like the thought of getting me to like, you know, like when I was in high school, I like I smoked like a pack of cigarettes in high school. Right? Like so, the thought of getting me in high school to do a sport, do jujitsu, and wrestle, especially that—that that was, uh, you know, it was, it was just like a weird kind of transition. Like I, you know, I got to jujitsu because, um, in my early twenties, I decided I wanted to get in shape, kind of weight thing. Watching TV, and then I got in good enough shape that I was like, okay, maybe I can go one of these jujitsu things. Which, yeah, but yeah, I mean, back going back to like high school childhood, there was I played like hockey cross. There you go. That was gonna be my next question. Do you have any special talents aside from jujitsu that not a lot of people know? Uh, Hockey. You played hockey. Yeah, yeah. I ice skate still once a year. On uh, my girlfriend and I go, and I flex pretty hard on everybody at the public skate, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good time. Did yeah. not see you as a bruiser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the problem is, so, you know, like, I should have wrestled because the problem with, like, hockey and lacrosse was I just, like, stopped growing, right? Like, when I was, you know, like, when I was 15, year old, 15 years old, I got as tall as I'm ever going to be, and, you know, I was, like, 100 pounds, and all these other guys just kept getting bigger and bigger, so I kind of got, like, almost sized out of those sports, so, like, a weight class sport, like, wrestling or jujitsu actually probably would have been, like, the perfect fit, um, but it's just, like, you know, my family play.
played hockey. So that's yeah. that was that's where I went. And wrestling is is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I love it. One of those things. Yeah, I mean, like if I could go back in time, of course, I'd like convince my younger self to have, to do those things, but he probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is future. Yeah, Shut yeah, up. Yeah. Like, I don't know about that. You got more questions? No. Um I have I have one. One last thing and I'll let you go, I promise. Right. What's your favorite conspiracy theory? God. <laughs> Dude, like I can't even like I mean, you know, like I was like real into YouTube early, like yep. like back like two thousand six, you know, like you know, so I've seen all the the old school and conspiracy theory docu uh, documentaries like Loose Change and Zeitgeist and all that stuff that somehow tries. You know what I'm talking about? He's nodding. Yeah, like like no. And like, but those that that movie is like a conglomeration of like probably like ten different conspiracy theories. So I I always like that stuff for like its entertainment value, but I don't think I don't think I ever bought into any of it. What's, what's Loose Change? <laughs> That's like the first big 9/11 conspiracy video that was ever released right okay. um like at least the first one that i ever saw you okay. know so from oh is that like the is it was it fahrenheit 9-11 is the one on netflix or something like that no, no i think that's just like a michael moore documentary or something i don't even know yeah. but uh okay. yeah zeitgeist is very popular yeah what is that zeitgeist, zeitgeist is wild because zeitgeist they're talking about like they're talking about like religious conspiracy yeah. theories and then like world war conspiracy theories all the way into like modern day 9-11 financial crisis. Like they just somehow it's all just one big, one big thing. Um, so I, I don't know. Like I used to watch that stuff for entertainment and, um, you know, I don't, I don't think I ever really bought into it. That's fair. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're conspiracy yeah. theories. You're not supposed to buy into them. Yeah. But they're still fun to look into. Yeah, look at into, look into it. Yeah, yeah. So Zyke, I'll, yeah. I'll look that one. Up. I, I had not. I do not endorse that movie. It's a bunch <laughs> of fucking nonsense. <laughs> got, got it. No, I'm. Yeah. I'm not saying you endorse anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just. I'm just looking in. Yeah. I'm just learning. So it's something that I can YouTube real quick and, yeah. and be done with it. So yeah. like the uh, Avril Lavigne one, where she's the. Avril Lavigne isn't Avril Lavigne. She's oh. she died in a car wreck, and that what we have is her stunt double. <laughs> so it's pretty deep. And, so and Avril Lavigne's stunt double is still like just carrying on, pretending to be Avril Lavigne. But like, does Avril Lavigne tour anymore? Or yes. Do any? oh, yeah, really? she came back. Okay. Yeah, I just I... yeah. There's a whole thing because oh. she just like <laughs> redid her her photo shoot. Like you know how it's popular to like do your old picture yeah, from yeah. ten years. She yeah. just did that, but she blew the entire pose, uh, and, and so now the conspiracy theory's back. Yeah, there's a lot of money in the Avril Lavigne market, so gotta keep that train rolling. I feel like there was at the peak of Avril yeah, Lavigne. I'm joking. There's no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's a good it's a good theory. You should look it up. Okay. So look into all it. right. Yeah. So we're good here. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for coming in. Definitely. Thank you for having me. I think it was one of our best podcasts. Props to you guys. Let's go. Yeah. Um,